Trying to figure out this Chicago White Sox team is nearly impossible. For the first time all year, the White Sox have the lineup they wanted coming out of spring training. And what do they do with it? Five hits and two runs. The White Sox let a left-handed pitcher making his MLB debut have his way with them. And it could have been a lot worse, but Johnny Cueto was a workhorse again the White Sox look to even up the series Friday night. Can Dylan Cease please get some run support? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong, diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Johnny Cueto continued to be brilliant. Uh, first baseman playing in the outfield can cost your team runs. Why is Yasmani Grandal so bad and a healthy, complete White Sox team falls flat. State of the Sox, uh, White Sox 53 and 52, uh, still two games back in the AL Central. Uh, Chicago White Sox lost to the Texas Rangers Thursday night 3 to 2. Uh, Minnesota and Cleveland also lost, uh, so there was ground to be gained, uh, but it wasn't uh, to be for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Sox are in the midst of this 19-game stretch in which they are facing opponents under 500, and the Sox have a 5-4 and four record. Um, a lot was made uh, about the lineup on Thursday. A team getting healthy. Uh, there's finally some consistency. We're going to read some quotes, some things that uh, Jose Abreu has been saying, Aloy Jimenez. Uh, but pretty shocking, right? You know, here we are, first week in August, and... Uh, for the first time, this core, uh, these six guys that the Sox thought about, you know, we, we're going to have these guys consistently. It hasn't happened uh, yet. Uh, White Sox on Thursday were facing a lefty. That's usually a good sign. However, this pitcher was making his Major League Baseball uh, debut. Uh, but then, on the other hand, this was one of the best White Sox lineups of the year. Uh, Thursday was the first time this season, the 105th game, uh, that Abreu, Anderson, Grandal, Jimenez, Mancada, and Robert were all uh, in the lineup. 
Now, they, they showed some stats in the NBC Sports Chicago uh, pregame show about how the Sox can, have fared recently uh, pretty well against guys making their MLB debut. But if you've been a Sox fan for uh, several years, a couple decades, you remember uh, that, boy, if, if there was a pitcher that the Sox had never seen before, uh, making their debut, forget about it. There was going to be no offense from the Sox. And unfortunately, that was kind of the case on Thursday. Uh, Mr. August, Jose Abreu uh, was talking a little bit about the lineup uh, before the game, uh, that the idea of these six guys finally being in the lineup, it was not lost on him. This is what he had to say. We are all together. We are united. And with Robert playing, it's the first time we are all going to be playing at the same time, actually. That was how it was supposed to be since spring training. Today is the day. Uh, we are a good team. We know that. Right now, our goal is to stay healthy. If we stay healthy and we stay on the field, we know we are going to be good. Uh, you know, you love hearing the confidence. Uh, you you. Love hearing that Abreu gets it. I know he's not the only one that realizes, wow, guys are coming back. Guys are playing consistently. Uh, now it's our job to stay on the field and play uh, together. Uh, speaking of Abreu, uh, Abreu was the White Sox nominee for the MLB's Heart and Hustle Award. That information was uh, released uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, this is what this award is all about. Uh, the award honors active players who demonstrate a passion for the game of baseball and best embodies the values, spirit, and traditions of the game. The Heart and Hustle Award is also the only award in Major League Baseball that is voted on by former players. Voting is conducted prior to the All-Star break. Uh, every team has a representative, and then they will uh, elect one winner and that, that news should come out in November. Now, if they held the vote um, you know, past the All-Star break and it was continuing, I'm telling you, Johnny Cueto might be in that conversation. You might be able to throw Liam Hendricks in there as well. But I don't think, honestly, if we really think about it, there aren't a lot of folks on this White Sox team this year uh, that embody all of the things that I just talked about with this award. Good on Abreu. And we'll see where that goes uh, later this year. Uh, coming into Thursday's game, it was the seventh in a row for Aloy Jimenez. He had a nine-game hitting streak, uh, thir uh, 16 for 33. That's a 485 average coming into the game. Uh, and this is what he had to say. It's good, you know. Uh, that's good to have everybody healthy and be available to do that and having fun. That's one of the things you want to have when you have a team like we have. When you've played two games and then you're back to the bench, it's hard to get the rhythm, Jimenez said. But now that I can play every day, I feel better and I'm getting my rhythm back. I think that quote right there, that sums up a lot of, unfortunately, maybe what went wrong towards the end of the 2021 season. Don't want to harp on it too much. Um, but there wasn't a lot of rhythm, you know, like there were guys getting rest and, and we, we just, we just didn't have the rhythm or momentum heading into the ALDS. And we really haven't had that type of consistency and rhythm this year due to a variety of different reasons. And 
when Jimenez has been back, uh, you know, to his point, he's played a little bit, then they've been resting his legs. We've seen it happen with Pollock and Vaughn uh, and even T.A. And I'm getting a sense now uh, that, you know, it, it's go time. And I'm hoping that the lineup that we saw, even though it didn't produce, the lineup we saw on Thursday uh, is a consistent lineup moving forward. Now, the White Sox did talk a big game. They were saying all the right things when it mattered, but they simply could not produce. Going to talk about that more uh, in a moment. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. But whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Blue Nile has simple online tools that will let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Boy, this White Sox offense on Thursday, I don't know about you, but after I did see the lineup and, you know, heard, you know, and was reminded, hey, you know what, this is the first time that those that those core six guys are going to be in the lineup started to get a little excited. You know what, I can't wait to see what this offense is going to do. Everybody's together saying the right things. Texas is throwing a left-handed pitcher making his MLB debut, Cole. Uh, Reagan's, uh, you know, he had two Tommy John surgeries in a 14 month span. Uh, talk about some TWTW. That is a guy that, uh, good on him, only 24 years old. Uh, so again, the part of me is, well, it's a left handed pitcher. We've got th- this, this A plus lineup, this lineup we've been waiting for since coming out of spring training. However, he's making his major league debut. Uh, first inning, Robert in a Brayu with base hits. Good to see Robert uh, getting involved right away. Uh, runners at the corners with two outs for Andrew Vaughn. He walks, bases loaded for Mancata, and he pops up on the first pitch he saw. Inning over. Uh, blown opportunity for sure. Second inning, AJ Pollock led off with a hit. Yasmani Grandal strikes out. He had a rough game. He's having a rough season. Uh, hitting sub 200. Um, I'm comparing Yasmani Grandal to 2011 Adam Dunn. It's that bad. Although Adam Dunn did run into a few, had 11 home runs that season, um, but did not live up to the hype. That was the first year uh, for Adam Dunn in a White Sox uniform. Huge offseason acquisition, and he fell flat. Uh, big disappointment. And right now, Yasmani Grandal, he just looks like he doesn't have it anymore. I don't know what is going on. Can't figure it out. Is it the legs? Is it something else bigger? Uh, but he looks lost, and he looked lost throughout the game. Uh, third inning, Robert with a leadoff walk. Abreu 
uh, with a fly ball to right field. The Texas right fielder Garcia let the ball pop out of his glove. Now, it was originally called a catch initially, then was challenged. If you watched the replay, you knew, of course, that was not a catch. The call was overturned. Runners at first and third, only one out. Andrew Vaughn with a little excuse me tapper to the mound. And Robert scores from third, avoiding Andrew Vaughn's bat that was in front of home plate. Outstanding slide. 1-1 at that time. Unfortunately, that's all that the Sox got. Uh, Fourth inning, Sox get a walk from uh, Grandal, but that was turned quickly into a double play. After four innings, one run. Three hits, three walks, three strikeouts, zero extra base hits for our White Sox. Uh, fifth inning, Sox hit into another double play. Uh, things absolutely quiet on the offense front. Uh, sixth inning, Texas uh, goes to the bullpen. They bring in a lefty. Uh, Andrew Vaughn led off with a single. Mancata strikes out. Almost another double play, but Pollock beat the throw. And then Yasmani Grandal grounds out to third, uh, looking absolutely lost. Uh, seventh inning, nothing doing still. After seven innings, uh, just one run, four hits, four walks, uh, seven strikeouts. The Sox were taking the walks. I will say that. Pretty high number at the end of the day, but you know nothing to show for it. Uh, Eighth inning, Matt Moore came in to pitch. Now, Matt Moore was a lefty reliever that a lot of folks, especially myself, were looking at. You know, maybe that could be a a deadline acquisition. Uh, Apparently, the price uh, was too high for Matt Moore, but he came in to pitch for Texas. Uh, Brayu got on. Mankata split the gaps with two outs. Garcia for Texas having a rough night, made another mistake and allowed the ball to get past him. Abreu scored and Mankata ended up on third, 3-2 Texas. Sox coming back here late in the game. Pollock walks. You've got Yasmani Grandal up with the runners on the corners uh, with two outs. Huge run there at third base. And he flies out to left field. I mean, he hit it. He hit it hard, but it was an out. Uh, ninth inning, Gavin Sheets. This is the man, folks. Gavin Sheets is the man that the Sox are sticking with. They did not make a move for a left-handed bat, uh, and Sheets is aware of that, and he knows it is on his shoulders. He pinch hit uh, for Harrison, and he grounds out. Uh, Tim Anderson strikes out, and Abreu strikes out. Uh, go quietly into the night. Sox offensive line, two runs Five hits, six walks, uh, which is uh, one of the higher numbers that you will find for a White Sox team this year. Uh, Sox struck out nine uh, times, one extra base hit, and that was a Mancata triple that really, uh, it was an error. I mean, it probably was a double error, extra base. Runners in scoring position, Sox zero for six, and it sure felt like it if you watched the game. This was one of those games, folks, and you might want to rewatch it's just for Cueto's performance, but offensively, this was a game that uh, so much hype. Uh, it almost was like the 2021 season. A lot of hype for this Sox team. World Series or bust, here we come. And then just kind of floundering. Uh, and that was this game offensively. A lot of hype coming into the game. Here we go. We've got the six guys we've wanted uh, since spring training and nothing doing. 
Uh, where would the White Sox be without Johnny Cueto? Even though he did not get the win, Johnny Cueto added another chapter to his already impressive 2022 book. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Johnny Cueto, um, you know, he didn't start the team, of course, or start the year, I should say, with the White Sox, but he has been uh, such a breath of fresh air. I mean, Cueto and Cease, Cease and Cueto, I feel like if uh, you had to start the playoffs right now and somehow the Sox were able to get in it, uh, those are the two guys you would go with. Uh, First inning, uh, Cueto gave up a hit but got help from a double play, only threw 13 uh, pitches. Uh, That was a key to Cueto throughout a Thursday night, keeping the pitch count low. A second inning, a leadoff double. Texas was getting that lead guy on but weren't able to do much with it. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, uh, doing his best out there in right field, made a diving catch, uh, but we'll find later in the game he really struggled defensively. Uh, Then a base hit. After four pitches in the inning, Texas had two hits and scored a run quickly. It was 1-0 Texas in the second. Uh, Rangers seem to be seeing Cueto well, though. Obviously a plan in place to jump all over the first pitch and not let Cueto get crafty and do that stop-start motion. Uh, They were jumping on something early. Uh, Cueto in the third, three up, three down for the first time of the game. Only 32 pitches through three innings. Uh, Fourth inning, uh, helping keep that pitch count low. Second double play turned by the White Sox, uh, but Cueto gave up a double to Nathaniel Lowe. It was the second of the game for him, uh, but then gets out of it by rolling a ground ball. Uh, fifth inning, Texas gets their first man on again, but Cueto gets out of the inning without an issue. Did a really nice job. This was key here for a lot of uh, uh, young pitchers, young baseball players watching. This was a great teaching moment. Uh, Cueto uh, covered third base. There was a ground ball to Mancada. Mancada bobbled it. It hit off his glove, and Anderson fielded it. Well, there was a runner at second for Texas, and he's sprinting to third. Well, Cueto, since no one was there at third, he hustles over to third and was able uh, to take Tim Anderson's throw and tag out the runner trying to advance. Um, I was always taught, you know, I know this is probably, you know, good instruction. Uh, When you're a pitcher, you know, and after you've done your job and the ball has hit into the field, you need to turn around and you need to figure out where you need to go, especially if the ball is in the outfield. Are you backing up third base? Are you on the first base side? Are you are you backing up the catcher? In this case, really heads up by Cueto. He sprinted over to third uh, to get that uh, throw from Anderson. Uh, sixth uh, inning, 60 pitches to start the sixth. That's outstanding. With one out, Corey Seager hit a ground rule double. Andrew Vaughn uh, could not make the play. It looked like it hit off of his glove, then bounced over the wall. 
Is that a play Adam Engel makes? Possibly. It's debatable. Lowe uh, was up with two outs and Seager at third. Uh, Cueto pitching him high out of the zone. Uh, Lowe already had two doubles in the game, and then he got Lowe to ground out to second base. Uh, That was a gutsy inning right there from Cueto. Seventh inning, he's got 73 pitches on the arm, uh, comes out for the seventh. Infield single that Cueto almost was able to convert into an out. Then a bloop single to right field that Vaughn could not get to. He did not break very well out there because he's not an outfielder. Um, runners on second and first with just one out. And it started to feel like just a matter of time before Texas breaks this game open. And sure enough, they had an RBI single up the middle, then a bunt. Uh, Cueto fielded it, but Harrison was not at first in time. Uh, And then Pollock and Andrew Vaughn nearly collide on a fly ball to center field. Andrew Vaughn catches it, yet Pollock is the one that should be making this catch. He's the natural outfielder. He has the stronger arm. Uh, Of course, Andrew Vaughn was not able to throw out the runner tagging from home. Another run for Texas. It was 3-1 to at that point. Uh, Cueto comes out for the eighth inning, and he goes 1-2-3. Wow, what an impressive outing for Cueto. He deserved so much better. His final line, eight innings, 11 hits, uh, three runs, zero walks, four strikeouts. Cueto's ERA is down to 2.91. He threw 106 pitches, and he only gave up two extra base hits. So, yeah, he gave up 11 hits, only two extra base hits, and they were both doubles, both by low. Uh, Dylan Cease. Uh, He's got to be our quick stopper here. Mr. AL Pitcher of the Month for June and July. He takes the hill uh, for the Sox on Friday, hoping uh, to even up the series. I'm hoping that lineup gets put out once again and, uh, you know, it'll do damage the second time through. It's got to, right? Thank you, folks, so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap the weekend that was the whole Texas series and start talking about the upcoming matchup with the Kansas City Royals. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked On White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!